What if, what if you sold every card you have and started over? What if you sold every card you own and you had to take the money and put it back into the hobby? You couldn't use it to pay bills or buy a hot tub or take a vacation or invest or give to charity. What if you hit the reset button? Knowing what you know now compared with what you knew a year or three or five ago, in what directions would you take your collection? Would you buy some of the same things? All of the same things? Or would you completely start over? That's what I've been thinking about the last couple of weeks. And that's also the subject of this episode of The Shallow End. What if you had a good old-fashioned do-over? It's a lot to think about, but it can be fun, too, from the proper perspective. I'm Dave Schwartz, and on Instagram, you can find me at IowaDave. Today, we're just going to let our imaginations run wild. Some episodes explore our curiosities. Some are just for fun. Some are hard to categorize. But this one, this one, is for daydreaming. Let me tell you about my Grail card. First of all, I have just one. I know it's a little thing, but it always kind of bugs me when people in this hobby refer to a card as a Grail. There can only be one Grail. Jesus didn't have a full set of glassware at the Last Supper. He had one cup. One. One of what became the Holy Grail. It's not a Grail. It's the Grail. So my Grail is not a hard card to find. There are hundreds, perhaps more, out there. But it is expensive, depending on one's point of view. Certainly from mine, it is. It's a 1948 Leaf Jackie Robinson. Jackie's most accepted mainstream rookie card. White border, yellow background, kind of a grainy photo of one of the two most important baseball players in the sport's history, the other being Babe Ruth. History is so important to me and my perception of this world that there is no other card that I desire more than the 48-leaf Jackie Robinson. Just before recording this, I checked eBay for the lowest 48-leaf Jackie prices. The cheapest is a PSA certified authentic that runs just over $4,000. 
it looks like it was used for target practice. But I don't want one that's certified authentic, nor do I want a PSA or SGC1. The lowest I would accept is a 1.5 without any qualifiers. No miscuts, no marks, no stains, nothing off-center. That means, at minimum, I'd be looking at about $9,000. Again, that's minimum. And that's a problem, since my current card budget for the month is around 12 bucks. That's because I recently picked up a 2002 Topps Chrome Ricky Henderson Gold Refractor. Got a pretty sweet deal on it, but now I'm tapped out for a while. I've been thinking a lot about this card lately. The 48 Robinson, not the Ricky Henderson. Although that one is pretty cool. Something interesting happens when I think about it. When I think about the 48 Jackie, it makes me want to stop buying other cards. It's almost like compared to the Jackie, every other card is a waste of my time, my money, my thoughts. It's a waste of everything. It's one of only four cards, when I think hard about it, that I actually care about, that I actually think is worth collecting. Everything else is just a distraction. I suppose since I just said that the 48 Jackie is one of only four cards I actually care about, that it would be cruel of me to not talk about the other three. Kind of a tease. The other three, which are not grails, but which I care deeply about, are the 1934 Gaudi Hank Greenberg, which I picked up at the National in July, the 1993 Topps Finest Barry Bonds Refractor, which I don't own. And one other card that I'm not going to talk about right now, because I'm actually kind of working on something that I hope to be able to share in two or three weeks. So, back to the 48 Jackie. My only grail, and why it's unlikely I will ever get one. I'm not saying it's not possible, never say never, but probably never. Given my moderate card budget, if I were to save up the cash to buy it outright, assuming the buy-in price for a 1.5 graded copy never goes above 9000 it would take me about 15 years of savings. If you're trying to do the math quickly in your head, that's about 50 bucks a month for a card budget. Which means if I do want to buy this card, I'll need to put my card buying on hold until the end of 2038. If that's how I want to pursue this, I might as well just leave the hobby. I can barely go a month without buying a card, much less 15 years. That brings us to the subject of this episode, my other option, the reset button, the nuclear option. 
sell every card I own and hope it gets me close to the Jackie or trade every card I own for the Jackie. I have this fantasy of walking into the national or major regional card show with my case in hand. I find a dealer with a 48 leaf Jackie Robinson. I say to them, I have a deal for you. I will trade you every card in this case, plus this case, for your 48 Jackie. Then I show them a spreadsheet with the values and comps of all my cards. Hopefully in total, they're worth more than the Jackie so that I can then say, you know, I'm giving up too much, but I want that card. It's the only card I want. And if you accept my offer, when the show is over, you're going to be able to tell all your friends you made a ton of money off some guy who traded me 150 great cards for one iconic card that is so present I can buy it back whenever I want. Then, after we shake hands, I leave the show, walk back to my car, and drive home with a 1948 Leaf Jackie Robinson, the only card in my collection. At that point, would I stop collecting? Probably not. A sports card collector's PC is never truly complete, right? Anyway, I should pause for a moment to address a question that's kind of floating in the air right now. And that question is, Dave, is your collection really worth as much as a Jackie? And the answer to that question is, maybe? It kind of depends on what part of the card cycle we're in. When you operate in the shallow end, you don't have a lot of funds. What I do have, however, is years of training as a historian and researcher, a background in the sports media industry, and a subscription to Card Ladder. I've actually had a decent amount of success identifying athletes and cards that collectors want before they know they want them. I'm not saying that to brag, it's just how things have worked out, especially since I'm working off such a small budget. It's kind of a necessity to be able to forecast if you want to be able to grow your collection. Plus, I have been really lucky to have three people in my hobby experience who have really helped me know when to buy and sell. The first is Jason, who works at my LCS. He taught me that a great way to build a hobby war chest is to remember that only about 2% of all collectors are the ones you see on IG trading in high-end cards. The other 98%, the rest of us, are just looking for a high-quality copy of an affordable card, like a PSA 9 or 10 of an attractive chrome refractor. That's it. That's enough. While many of us, myself included, went to National looking to add a Honus Wagner T206 to our collection, Jason came back with about 50 2018 Shohei Otani rookie cards from the Topps Living Set. He graded them 
most came back PSA 9s, about 20 came back as 10s, and a couple, I'm guessing, were 8s. He made a return of about 6x after he sold them all. And the coolest thing about Jason is that his baseball card collection would make most influencers blush. Except I don't even think he's on Instagram. He's just a collector who loves his cards and who doesn't need to constantly seek validation on social media. Isn't that a novel idea? The other two who have helped me I've never actually met. We have a parasocial relationship through their podcasts. Hyung from Cards to the Moon and Mike from Sports Cards Nonsense. When I got back into the hobby, they both gave advice on their shows that I was lucky enough to hear. It's not revolutionary advice, but it's crucial. If you have a card that people want, and it's not rare, and you can get it back at some point, sell high. Sell when the hype is flowing. Sell when you think it's at the peak. I have had my fair share of whiffs. I've taken a lot of losses. But by collecting with perspective, like Jason taught me, and by knowing when to unload cards, like Hyung and Mike taught me, I've been able to work myself into a modest collection that I'm proud to own and really enjoy looking at. So, is my entire collection equal in value to a low-end 1948 Leaf Jackie Robinson? Probably not. Probably not quite. Maybe it would be close enough? I don't know. What I do know, and this is the most important part of this episode, is that I have about two choices. First, as I mentioned before, I stopped collecting for 15 years and buy the Jackie card sometime around 2038. Second, the other potential option is that I can send everything I own to consignment and hope it nets me enough to get a Jackie. Or I try to trade it all for a Jackie. That would bring my collection down to just one card. I would have to start over. But, and this is a huge but, I would be starting over with my Grail card already in hand. I could think about what I'd like to surround it with. I could look at all the millions of cards out there and decide what could best complement this Jackie. I could stop gazing into a future that probably doesn't exist, hoping for a card that's likely out of my reach, and instead know that the card that means the most to me, and always will mean the most to me, is already in my collection. That is not an insignificant trade-off. It's tempting. It is definitely tempting. The Capital City Card Show, the largest show in the state of Iowa, is this weekend in Des Moines. It's twice a year, about 220 tables. When I went last March, I saw 1948 Leaf Jackies in at least three different showcases. Believe me, 
During my long drives to work each day, I slip into the fantasy of trading it all, trading everything I have for a Jackie. If I want to give it a shot, it's going to have to be this weekend, the next Capital City show in March of next year, or in Cleveland at the 2024 National. I probably won't, though, and here's why. Two reasons. The first is practical. When I really think about it, when I add up the values of all my cards, collect card ladder comps and merge them with other hobby resources, I'm not sure I have enough yet to tempt a dealer to say yes. I don't think my collection is equal to one 48 Jackie. The other reason ties back to something I talked about earlier, and that is, I'm working on something right now to acquire another member of my big four, the one I'm not yet ready to talk about until it's in hand. If I can pull that off, it further changes the equation because it's going to put yet another card in my collection that I don't want to move, the other being my 34 Gaudi Hank Greenberg. That further reduces the value of what I'm able to offer, which means the 48 Jackie Robinson will soon be further from my reach, not closer. I'm headed in the wrong direction. At the end of my last episode, I said that this episode would ask for your feedback. So I'm asking you now, what would you do? What would you do if presented with the following three options when it came to acquiring your grail? And yeah, I'm asking you to put yourself in my shoes. I realize that everyone's hobby experience is different and what applies to me might not apply to you and what applies to you probably doesn't apply to someone else. Let's just roll with it though. This is a thought experiment. Here are my three options. One, Sell everything. Hit the reset button and start over with the 1948 Leaf Jackie Robinson, my grail, as my new first card. Number two, don't change a thing. Keep having fun collecting, keep buying cards that are fun, make me happy, and scratch that nostalgic itch, despite knowing that the Jackie will most likely never happen. Or three, take a 15-year hobby break while I save up for my Grail card. That's it for this episode. I sure do appreciate you making time to listen. I do not take your time and attention for granted. As always, The Shallow End is a Wolfpack Network podcast, and I'll be back again next week with a new episode. Until then... Take care.